Hey there, this is Jordi Micellis, co-founder of Midas Touch, and you are listening to The Mighty. On The Mighty, we feature the most impactful responses, reactions, narratives, rants, and musings of Midas content creators. Don't worry. New episodes of the podcast I do with my brothers, The Midas Touch Podcast, will those drop every Tuesday and Friday mornings. The rest of the week, it's The Mighty. Donald Trump held a fascist rally on Saturday night in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, his first rally since the FBI search of Mar-a-Lago, and in the aftermath of President Biden's historic Soul of the Nation speech, in which the president sounded the alarm on MAGA fascism. While a disgraced, criminal, twice-impeached ex-president was technically there to promote radical Republican candidates like snake oil salesman Dr. Oz and insurrectionist Doug Mastriano, the rally devolved immediately into the typical Donald Trump me, me, me grievance show. Trump's rally, which focused on locking up political opponents, spreading the big lie, viciously disparaging our FBI, praising Xi and Putin and others, proved President Biden's thesis. MAGA is a radical, dangerous, fascist movement that has no place in America. Midas Touch co-founder Ben Micellis analyzed the deranged rally and contrasted Trump's lies, division, and hate with the actual pro-democracy values we hold dear as Americans. Ben, take it away. This is Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network, and this is a breaking news alert. Donald Trump held a very dangerous rally, one of the most unhinged, if not the most unhinged Trump rally I've seen. This one was held in Wilkes-Barre in uh, Pennsylvania. It's a township of approximately 40,000 people in Luzerne County, Pennsylvania, an area that went significantly for Trump in the 2020 elections. Again, the town's about 40,000 people. The stadium that it was in holds about 8,000, 8,500 people. It was mostly full, but there was definitely some empty seats. And based on the way the stage was uh, positioned, I'd estimate there was probably between about 5,000 to 6,500 people who actually showed up for this. So we're not talking about a basketball stadium arena or a football stadium arena or anything near that. So a relatively modest crowd in an area that turns out for Trump and for radical right type people in past uh, elections. Uh, the purported bases of why this rally was held, although in any type of Trump rally, it's always me, 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 and all of his conspiracy theories and lies. But the purported bases was to support the candidates, Doug Mastriano, the radical right extremist Republican candidate running for governor in Pennsylvania, and Dr. Oz, the radical right extremist Senate candidate running for the Republican as senator of Pennsylvania. I want to go and talk through what happened in this rally. I want to set the stage for what happened before the rally, uh, the warm-up acts, if you will, before Trump, and then what Trump said. I think it's very important that we focus on what took place in this rally uh, to show you the level of extremism, lies, and complete uh, hatred for the true values of America that's being spread at these rallies. You know, and the extremism at these rallies, you know, I certainly hope is a wake up call for uh, Americans who just want normalcy, who just want moderation, who want to put stability over uh, insanity and radical extremism of Republicans. And this uh, rally, what happened before, I think really demonstrates it. So let's get right into it. And so before the rally took place, you had some of like the interviews taking place outside. So one of them is Marjorie Taylor Greene on a radical right extremist network. And one of the issues that they've been focused on very recently um, is they've made up a conspiracy that public schools are providing litter boxes so that children can act out their furry fantasies of pretending to be kittens. I'm, I'm not making this up. This is what the radical right is spreading and that they claim is a thing that's going on, but it's a complete made-up conspiracy. But let's play this clip. There's a school in Texas that someone identified, you ready for this, for a cat. 
and they made them put out a litter box. I thought it was something from the onion. Absolutely true. true. Wow. That is because our principals don't stand up anymore. Right. You know, back my parents were in education, so if I that would have been brought up, they would have been slapped the hell the out, of the, anti, out of the classroom. Anti-traditionalism yeah. that's happening right now is it, on, on every level, it seems like. No, they're embracing lies. I mean, literally embracing lies. Okay, if some student wants to pretend like a cat and use a litter box after school, that's their prerogative, whatever. But no, the school and the school resources and the other students and teachers should not have to be uh, put through that because it's a lie. Yeah. And and we have to reject them. It's not about people's feelings. It's about the truth yeah. and rejecting the lies. And we have to stand up. Yeah. I don't even know what to say about that. But it kind of goes with these other issues that they're kind of making up and, and talking about. You have Don Jr., who's a leader of the Republican Party talking about Lizzo all day. I mean, we're not talking about health care or Social Security or Medicare or uh, workers' rights or how to make working conditions better or how to deal with issues in our economy. Like, they're talking about made-up issues about litter boxes and children in litter boxes. That's just on the fringe of right-wing conspiracy, which is now the norm of the Republican Party. I'm going to show you another clip of some of the individuals outside the rally. These individuals were saying that uh, Trump reminded them of their abusive parents, and that's why they like him. Play this clip. They say that he's mean and everything. Well, you know what? When you're growing up, it was your father who kicked you, your mother who kicked you in the ass to keep you on a straight and narrow, and that's what he does. I want a leader. I don't want a lamb. That's right. A leader? A leader, not a lamb. We know Biden isn't leading much. Yeah, I mean, when I watch that clip and think about the reason that they say they like Trump is because he projects the same abusive qualities that they felt growing up from their parents. I mean, strikes me as an incredibly odd reason to uh, admire an individual. But nonetheless, that's the kind of commentary that we see outside of this rally. Um, show you another clip of an individual. This kind of goes along with the last clip. Individual wearing Trump shirts and hats and everything. And uh, his point, again, spreading complete baseless conspiracies, insanity, dangerous lies that are frankly are being spread by Trump. And when I talk about the rally and you see what the speakers are saying, what Trump's saying, and then you see like what this person's about to say, this is all part of a concerted effort to lie um, and to radicalize their base. And so here's an individual saying that January 6th was a false flag to go after the MAGA movement. Horrible. Play this clip. We were going to come back the first Saturday of every month and give that. They gave us not my president for four years. We were going to say not my president. And, and have these speeches every month like clockwork, what an embarrassment that would be. So the Democrats had to pull to the security and let a riot happen and let somebody get die so they could stop these rallies, so they could say, see, Trump rallies are dangerous. People get killed. You know, who gets killed? We get killed. Uh, but also, on top of that, the FBI, when they came to my house, they wanted to know if I was plotting on overthrowing the government. Wow. Now, what am I supposed to answer to that? Oh, yeah, I am, actually, yeah. You notice when you watch that clip, too, the individual says that the uh, FBI was investigating him, um, you know, and we'll constantly see the uh, hatred that Republicans now have for law enforcement, for the FBI. When I show you the clips of Trump's speech, Trump called them vicious monsters was his uh, term for the FBI, vicious monsters is what he called our FBI uh, agents who lawfully executed a search warrant because he stole our top secret sensitive compartmented information, placing our national security at risk. And then finally, I'll show you this other clip before the rally begins. And this is an individual just running back and forth with the individuals online, holding an American flag disgraced by Donald Trump's image on the flag. Uh, and this clip just goes to show you that really what we're watching is a cult, a despicable, disgusting, hateful cult. Play the clip. 
Yeah. So when I watched that too, and before the clip, I discussed how that was a demonstration of just what a hateful cult. I mean, one completely desecrating and denigrating our flag with an image like that. I mean, it's horrible and it's a disgrace. And to have a traitor on that flag is completely an utter disgrace and goes against all our values as a democracy and not anointing individuals as kings and emperors. And the fact that you have someone so incompetent and so dangerous and such a hateful, horrible person on there is something that I will never understand. But when I say it's a cult too, it's a small cult all in all. I mean, yes, it's 25 to 30% of the population. It's a decreasing cult. And I think that we have to awaken more people up by showing them images of this compared to what Democrats and frankly pro-democracy people are doing, which is just speaking common sense, speaking level-headed. We're not running around holding flags or calling the FBI monsters or spreading conspiracy lies about schools having litter boxes for children to roll and at, roll around in so that they could play out their furry fantasies. I mean, that's just weird stuff. That's not what we stand for. We want to actually help people. We want to lower the price of insulin. That's one of the things we're focused on. We want to help our veterans get treated if they're exposed to toxic burn pits where Republicans are fist bumping each other because they've uh, prevented or tried to prevent veterans from getting that type of health care. Uh, Republicans want to take away Social Security, take away Medicare. Uh, Democrats want to make education and college more accessible and affordable, make health care more accessible and more affordable, build our infrastructure. I mean, strengthen unions, make sure that uh, the majority, the 99% is not being taxed more, but that billionaires who try to take advantage of our tax system, that they have to pay their fair share, whereas Republicans want to give the billionaires all of their tax cuts and all the benefits to them. The contrast is very, very, very clear. So now let's go and talk about the warm-up acts, people taking you inside the arena. I showed you just what was going on outside the arena right there. So inside the arena, one of the first warm-up speakers, of course, Marjorie Taylor Greene. And Marjorie Taylor Greene, in her speech, spreads the big lie, talks about how the election was stolen and that Trump won in 2020. A vicious, complete lie. Play the clip. And you want to know something else, Pennsylvania? President Trump won the 2020 election. You know, as I watch a clip like that, I reflect on President Biden's speech the other day, his soul of the nation speech, where he said, if you're trying to lie about the election and just because your person lost and you whine and you spread lies and conspiracy, that goes against fundamentally what our democracy is about. And I don't respect that. I respect Republicans who want to have honest debates about issues that matter, and we could have tough discussions. But when it comes to spreading conspiracies and lies and uh, supporting fascism and supporting the overthrow of our democracy, I don't support that. I don't respect that. And as I've always said, a hit dog will holler. And of course, the radical right Republicans, as soon as Biden said that, said, oh, what a political speech, and how dare he call us out? Call you out. He called out fascists. And yes, you are a fascist. And so we shouldn't be supportive of fascists. And Marjorie Taylor Greene and this whole rally proved the very thesis of what Biden was saying. This is not a normal political discourse. I'm sorry. That's not normal political discourse to go in there and lie like that. Absolutely uh, not. The next speaker is someone by the name of uh, Cynthia Hughes. Oh, before I go to Cynthia Hughes, I should mention one more thing about Marjorie Taylor Greene, which is important. So her other position as she's speaking as the warm-up act talks about she wants to continue to harass Dr. Fauci in retirement and lock him up and make sure that Dr. Fauci 
is the one who's actually imprisoned. Play this clip. Let me tell you something else. This nation suffered under Democrat COVID lockdowns, but it's Dr. Anthony Fauci. He thinks he's going to retire. Let me tell you something. I think that man belongs in jail. You know, and this is not just Marjorie Taylor Greene saying this. This is a mainstream Republican view that our top scientist in the United States of America, someone who worked across the aisles with Republican administrations and Democrat administrations, Democratic administrations to combat some of the most lethal viruses and diseases, whether it was H1N1 or AIDS or swine flu, you name it. He was there fighting with our government to make sure that we had plans in place to combat these uh, horrible, horrible, horrible diseases that could ravage the world. And this is the individual who they want to arrest and imprison because he made Trump look bad because Trump told people during the uh, global pandemic of COVID-19 to inject yourselves with bleach and Clorox and take horse tranquilizers and the sun would magically make it go away and all of the other false things that Trump said because Fauci said that's wrong. They want to imprison him right now. So then moving on from Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, one of the next speakers was Cynthia Hughes. And Cynthia Hughes is a very influential people in the radical Republican circle, which is now the mainstream Republican circle. And so she runs a support group for January 6th insurrectionists. And in this clip I'm about to show you, she speaks to the crowd about the support group that she created after the experience of her nephew, someone by the name of, uh, I think it's Tim Cusinelli. And Tim Cusinelli is a Nazi sympathizer who was convicted in connection with his involvement in the January 6th insurrection. This is somebody who said Hitler should have finished the job that he started. Someone who was found to have racist memes with the N-word on his mobile devices. And that's just the beginning. But let's play the clip of Cynthia Hughes talking about her nephew, Tim Cusinelli. Play this clip. And I'm the founder of the Patriot Freedom Project, a foundation started after the arrest of my nephew, who has been languishing behind the walls of a D.C. jail almost two years for his participation in the January 6th rally. So that is the individual who they believe is being victimized here. An insurrectionist who said Hitler should finish the work that he did and that Hitler should have finished exterminating the Jews and uh, the genocide, uh, should have finished the job that he did, had racist memes. The judge overseeing the case by of uh, Cusinelli uh, for his criminal conduct in January 6th was actually a Trump-appointed judge. And that Trump-appointed judge was not having anything that Cusinelli was trying to sell in the courtroom. It was a Trump-appointed judge who oversaw that case. One of the things Cusinelli said is that he didn't even realize that Congress was meeting on January 6th, which uh, the judge, again, a Trump-appointed judge, said, completely not credible, I completely don't believe you. And again, just shows the kind of cowardly gaslighting nature of what these people are. But the point being here is that this is who they elevate. People like this uh, Tim Cusinelli is there. That's who they want to have sympathy for. And that's the person they held up who's being persecuted. The person who says uh, that Hitler should have finished his job, who has the Hitler mustache, and who goes around with racist memes and using the N-word and and all of these horrible things. That's their symbol right there of who they want to look to. And then they wonder why it is that the pro-democracy coalition and Biden are calling them fascists when they engage in conduct like that. 
Then we go to Trump's speech, and I'm going to break down for you some of the key clips here um, that border on insanity, dangerousness, further incriminating himself, jealousy over Obama and others, uh, showing that there's clear mental lapse and real issues going on with Trump. But overall, just reeks of absolute desperation when you see these clips. So first off, Trump starts off by saying that Biden's speech was absolutely vicious and Biden used these very mean words against MAGA. And then he proceeds to call Biden the enemy of the state. Horrible. Play this clip. This week, Joe Biden came to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania to give the most vicious, hateful, and divisive speech ever delivered by an American president, vilifying 75 million citizens, plus another probably 75 to 150, if we want to be accurate about it, as threats to democracy and as enemies of the state. You're all enemies of the state. He's an enemy of the state. So then following that, Trump says, again, kind of spreading this right-wing, bizarre, weird conspiracy that Biden looked like the devil because he spoke in front of a red background at Independence Hall. I mean, literally the color of MAGA, they have red everywhere, but now this looks like the devil. I mean, it just goes to show you the Again, level of projection and lack of self-awareness, but play this clip. How'd you like the red lighting behind him like the devil? So speaking of projection, then Trump goes and talks about Hillary's emails and then has the crowd do the lock her up chant. And so to be clear, Donald Trump, who stole our nation's top secret sensitive compartmented information. We know now that there are even folders with top secret classified markings that are missing documents. He just straight up stole hundreds of documents, top secret documents, obstructed, lied to the FBI and the DOJ about returning these records. I mean, uh, a clear clear, clear criminal conduct, like beyond the wildest and worst fears of what could take place. He's going after Hillary's emails again, and people are saying to lock her up when what he did would be like literally million times worse than anything she was ever even accused of. And by the way, she didn't obstruct. She cooperated. It was one of the most intensely investigated matters. She was the Secretary of State at the time. She didn't steal documents after she left and refused to turn over top-secret classified documents. She was working as the Secretary of State at the time, and so completely different. Trump's conduct, completely more egregious, being a private citizen who stole the documents, but without even a sense of irony, this is what was said. That just a few years ago declared no reasonable prosecutor would charge crooked Hillary Clinton after she set up a secret illegal server to hide her family's pay-for-play schemes, crammed it full of classified information, allowed it to be plundered by foreign hackers, you know that happened, and then deleted, acid-washed, 30,000 emails, think of that, 30,000 emails. And what else did she do? Boom, with a hammer, smashed her phone systems to smithereens after receiving the highest level of subpoena from the U.S. Congress. And so after talking about that, one of the things Trump talked about, the uh, search of Mar-a-Lago by the FBI and the DOJ, 
And again, this is basically, again, just fully incriminating what he just says here. He goes, he goes, they took the documents. Again, these are documents, top secret, sensitive, compartmented information that he stole. And he goes, they staged the documents and they were caught staging the documents, which just is the most absurd and disingenuous argument in the world. And we've talked about this before on other breaking news alerts and on the Midas Touch podcast and on the Legal AF podcast. It'd be like the drug dealer who is complaining to a judge that when the FBI took photographs of the fruits of the crime of the drugs and the laundered money and the weapons that are put together, you have a evidence marker to show like 1A, 2A, 3A to prepare it for trial, like the drug dealer complaining that the real issue here is not the drugs. The real issue is the photograph that they took of the drugs. And mind you, when the DOJ and FBI took the photograph, they had no clue it was going to be for public consumption pre-indictment. It was because of all of these unfounded lies that Trump told and the fact that he filed this made-up motion on August 22nd, a motion for judicial oversight and additional relief that the government had to respond to that they had to even file this photo. But here, Donald Trump just basically admits to the crime. He basically says, you know, um, they took these documents. Again, the documents don't belong to you, Trump. These are our nation's top secrets. You can't steal the documents. And he goes, and they put it out and they staged it. This is Again, one of the most absurd arguments ever. And if you're Trump's lawyer here, you have to be banging your head against the wall. Play this clip. Now these same people, the exact same people, are sending the FBI storming through the home of their number one political rival. It's a disgrace, a disgrace like possibly never before. Our country's never seen anything like it. They talk about documents not being properly stored. Yet they go in and take documents, dump them on the floor, stage a photo shoot, and pretend that I had done it like I had put them all over the floor. They took that back after a lot of prodding. Then they put out for public consumption a picture which is seen all over the world. This is what they do. It's called disinformation. These are very dishonest sick people, very dishonest people. So then following that, then Trump talks about how the FBI and the DOJ are vicious monsters, and he accuses them of going through Melania stuff and even going through his son Barron stuff and lying that they um, either planted evidence or manipulated his stuff. Play this clip. They rifled through the first lady's closet drawers and everything else. And even did a deep and ugly search of the room of my 16-year-old son. Leaving everything they touched in far different condition than it was when they started. Can you believe it? The FBI and the Justice Department have become vicious monsters controlled by radical left scoundrels, lawyers, and the media who tell them what to do, you people right there, and when to do it. Then after whining that he believes that it was a politicization of the FBI and DOJ that he stole records, our top secret sensitive compartmented information. He stole it. He lied to them. When the DOJ then had to get a subpoena, he continued to lie. He had his lawyer sign a declaration or affirmation under penalty of perjury that everything was returned, which we know it wasn't returned. But he's whining that that's politicized, that the government had to retrieve its national secrets back. He then calls out to this special prosecutor who Bill Barr appointed, John Durham, who's been an absolute and utter failure. And uh, Barr appointed Durham as the special prosecutor to try to go after the people who demonstrated that Trump had these links to Russia. Um, going into the 2016 election. 
And Durham hasn't been able to find any evidence of any misconduct at all because these are all wild and absurd conspiracy theories spread by Trump. And Trump was involved in communications with Russia and had backdoor communications with Russia. But in the only prosecution that John Durham actually brought against somebody named Michael Sussman, an attorney who there was an accusation that he had lied to the FBI about who he was representing or that he was uh, Sussman allegedly omitted from the FBI that he was also Hillary Clinton's lawyer when he provided information to um, the FBI about uh, Trump's connections to Russia. Um, in that prosecution, Sussman was found not guilty like very, very quickly before the jury. It was one of the most embarrassing prosecutions ever. And John Durham lost that case in absolute disgrace. But play this clip of then Trump begging John Durham to try to go after people. Play this clip. And we've been waiting for Durham for a long time. Durham, please come in and give us your work, please. Durham, Durham, we got to get Durham going here. So then after talking about that, Trump then goes into the normal big lie ramblings that he likes to tell. Here he's saying that the 2020 election was rigged and that uh, McConnell is in on it. Mitch McConnell's in on it. That's their new thing as well, to go after Mitch McConnell, who they believe is not radical enough, who they call a rhino. Play this clip. Republicans locally that ran things in a lot of states should be ashamed of themselves should be ashamed of himself. And a guy like Mitch McConnell, who allowed this stuff to happen, should be scorned. He should be scorned. The 2020 election was rigged and stolen, and now our country is being destroyed by people who got into office through cheating and through fraud. So after talking about McConnell being a rhino, of course, Trump then goes into uh, a rant on windmills and talking about how windmills are the death cemetery for birds. He's obsessed with talking about windmills, and then he just randomly says China. Play this clip. If you want to see a dead bird cemetery go under a windmill sometime, it's not a pretty sight. It's also the single most expensive form of energy you can get. And all of those big, giant turbines are built in China and Germany to a lesser extent. I mean, we're literally watching a madman here. You know, I think about, I don't know if you've seen Game of Thrones or anything like that, like the Mad King. Like, we're watching, like, literally a madman deteriorating, who's already deteriorated before, but just saying the most insane, batshit crazy things that are highly, highly dangerous with this crowd of about 5,000 to 6,500 people who are all radicalized watching this radical extreme theater where the stakes are your life and my life with this complete insanity that we're watching. Um, in this next clip, he talks about how Joe Manchin folded like a dog. That's one of the things that Trump always likes, that people act folded like a dog um, by helping... Uh, the Inflation Reduction Act passed, and then Trump claims that the people of West Virginia are going to turn on Joe Manchin, which they're not. Play this clip. Can you imagine that that was approved, that they allowed that to get through? And all Mitch McConnell had to do is wave the debt ceiling. I'm not approving anything having to do with debt ceiling unless you drop all this crap. $4 trillion worth because Manchin folded like a dog. You saw that. And I always said he would. I told you he would. He did. And West Virginia, which voted for me, 45 points. I was up 45 points. West Virginia is not happy with Joe Manchin because he killed coal and they put taxes on coal. Clean, beautiful coal. He killed it. I can't imagine he's going to do well. I don't know what the hell got to him. Now, here's a weird one, um, but in keeping up with Trump. This is Trump now talking about, and again, this is how the speech is going. It's just like random stream of consciousness thoughts. This is Trump complaining about why people think Barack Obama 
is so handsome and so well-spoken, and that bothers Trump. So he wanted to share that with the crowd. Play this clip. I think we got like 10 million more votes than Obama got. Obama, you know, so popular, so popular. He's so popular. They say he's so handsome. Oh, Obama's so handsome. He's such a great speaker. What does he say? He says nothing. Then Trump moves on and he talks about President Xi of China and Putin. And here he gets the crowd to give a standing ovation about how smart President Xi is and how smart President Putin is and how they rule with an iron fist. That's one of the things that Trump wants to everyone. They rule with an iron fist. You know, even as we see the disastrous results of Putin's so-called iron fist with the inability of the Russian forces who are completely exposed as this paper tiger with outdated military, there's poor communication. You know, they want to hold up that this is like an example of look at all of their troops. They're just all a bunch of white men. And that's the view of masculinity that Republicans have. Remember when Ted Cruz basically said, look at their troops. They're much better than our troops here in the United States because in their training video, it's a bunch of white dudes who are you know, running into war um, versus he's like, our troops are too woke. Really? I mean, you have Ukraine beating Russia right now, and Russia is completely exposed as one of the like biggest military disasters, not just in recent times, but in like the history of the world. So anyway, play this clip. But just to go for a second. So, you know, I got to know a lot of the foreign leaders. And let me tell you, uh, unlike our leader, uh, they're at the top of their game. These are like central casting. There's nobody that could play the role in Hollywood. All of Hollywood, nobody can play the role of President Xi of China. Nobody could play the role. He's a fierce person. Putin, fierce, is smart. You know, a lot of times I'll say somebody's smart and the fake news will go, he called President Xi smart. He rules with an iron fist, 1.5 billion people. Yeah, I'd say he's smart. Wouldn't you say he's smart? But that's who Trump is. He praises dictators. He looks up to dictators, and that's what he wants our country to be. He wants to rule like a dictator in the United States and wants America to look like Putin's Russia. Um, here's another clip of Trump saying that he won Pennsylvania. Again, he did not. Another complete lie, a big lie, spreading it over and over and over again. We saw Marjorie Taylor Greene spread the lie. We saw early on um, some of Trump's uh, followers saying that as well. And this is what they all believe because you have him completely lying and gaslighting everybody that's there. Play this clip of Trump saying that he won Pennsylvania. I told you they were going to do that, Pennsylvania. Well, you did listen to me because I won Pennsylvania by a lot. You did. I can't, I can't hold you. And then, you know, projection again, over and over and over again. Trump here says that uh, Fetterman, the Democratic Senate candidate, uh, is living off his family's money and that Fetterman is a trust fund kid. I mean, Donald Trump's the ultimate person, but this is Trump's, this is their new argument and attack on Fetterman that he's living off his family's money. Play this clip. He is a spoiled and entitled socialist loser who leached off his parents' money. You know, he lives on the parents' money. And because of all of Trump's ranting and ravings here, you'd forget that one of the purposes, I suppose, of why he's here is to show people of Pennsylvania that this fascist circus that they brought uh, to Wilkes-Barre is how Doug Mastriano and Oz are going to leaders like this is what we can expect like if you like what you see here imagine if we elect Mastriano and Dr. Oz because what you're seeing here in the stadium that's how we're going to govern the great commonwealth of Pennsylvania so play uh, this clip right here of uh, Trump bringing Oz on stage and basically, you know, saying that Oz is going to be great for Pennsylvania and how Trump's endorsement here should tell all Pennsylvanians that Oz is the right person for them. God bless you. So we have a great record of endorsement, all of us together. 
Very close to 99%, and I endorse that guy. And I'm telling you, I will always tell you this. I'll tell you the truth. And he is going to be a phenomenal representative for Pennsylvania. You got to vote him in. You know, as I watch that clip, I hope the people of Pennsylvania are very are watching very closely. And I hope people throughout the country are watching very closely. That's why I'm doing this video as well, just to show you how dangerous this is, to show you the insanity, to show you that this is not normal stuff. And if these radical right extremists take power, what you're seeing here in Wilkes-Barre is coming to your town, is coming to your community, is coming to your county, is coming to your state. This incompetent fascist circus is coming to you if we don't stop these people. And here's Trump just randomly talking about how he got very hot and sweaty. He wanted to share that with the audience. Play this clip. It's about 100 degrees up here. I'm sweating like a dog, but I'm... I'll call Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz, am I okay, doctor? Am I okay? He says yes. He says yes. You know, I was on a show years ago, and uh, Dr. Raz, I'm going to introduce him in a second, but I was on a show years ago, and he did like an examination of me. I don't know what the hell I did the show for. I wasn't like even a politician at that point. But he did an examination, and the word said, he's extremely healthy, really a very, very fine, fit man, but he should lose 20 or 25 pounds. I was so angry, I didn't speak to him. Before. He said he was great, but he could lose a couple of pounds. And perhaps because he's hot and sweaty and delusional and is completely losing his mind in general and thinks that he's still in the White House. I don't even know what he's talking about here. But this is Trump calling Zuckerberg, founder of Facebook, a weirdo, and saying that Zuckerberg just came to the White House two weeks ago to talk to Trump and asked to have like lunch with Trump or whatever. Obviously, Trump's not in the White House. And so the fact that he's having these visions of meeting with Zuckerberg two weeks ago shows you the severe mental deterioration of this despot. Play this clip. You remember in the campaign, I used to say, if these people get in, we're going to end up with Venezuela on steroids. I said it many, many times. I never thought it was much of a possibility, but I never knew people could cheat like that. Not like that. Last week... Weirdo, he's a weirdo, Mark Zuckerberg came to the White House, kissed my ass. Kissed my ass. Sir, I'd love to have dinner. Sir, I'd love to have dinner. I'd love to bring my lovely wife. All right, Mark, come on in. Sir, you're number one on Facebook. I'd like to congratulate you. Oh, thank you very much, Mark. I appreciate it. Yeah, the mental deterioration is shown throughout this speech, uh, which reeks of a desperation. It reeks of a... Uh, just a new low, even for someone who has already, by all accounts, hit the lowest, lowest, lowest rock bottom of being a public official. Here's just another clip of Trump calling COVID uh, China dust. Play this clip. On our watch, we will never let that happen, and we will never let it happen, even though we're going to be gone, we're going to set this country up so strong and so powerfully that we may not be here, at least some of the older ones, and I love you all, but we're going to have the country set up properly, like it was before the COVID came in, before the China dust came in. And finally, Trump's main message to this crowd is, of course, a message of hate and, frankly, a message of action to now that I've radicalized the audience, how do I then bring that audience to action to harm other Americans, to otherize other Americans without actually using the specific words that Trump believes could get him indicted for actually inciting the violence directly? And so what he says here in the clip I'm about to show you is that the biggest danger to America is from within, and it's from other Americans. That's his overall thesis. Play this clip. Together we are standing up against some of the most menacing forces 
entrenched interests and vicious opponents our people have ever seen. Despite great outside dangers, our biggest threat remains the sick, sinister, and evil people from within our own country. You know, and shortly after the speech, he went on his failing social media platform and gave a similar message because it was intended to play off of what he said, concluding that speech that he just did in Wilkes-Barre. And this is what he said on his failing social media platform. We'll pull up uh, the post right now. He goes, take back our country from the insurrectionists and lunatics that want to destroy it, MAGA. And again, the ultimate of projection, calling who? Calling the pro-democracy Americans who want to stop fascism insurrectionists when he's the one leading an insurrection. That is 101, the toolkit of dictators, of people like Putin. That's no different than when Putin says denazification, and then that's amplified on all of Putin's state-owned media. What you have here with the radical extremism media, amplifying messages where Trump's out there calling peaceful Americans who just want their true votes to count and not have elections be interfered with and not have big lies and not have fake elector slates and not have uh, shaman and and people with weapons attacking our Capitol building when we just want a peaceful transition of power, calling the peaceful law-abiding Americans who just want to go on with our lives and not deal with this craziness and this violence, calling us calling pro-democracy insurrectionists, that is the ultimate gaslighting, the ultimate tactic of the wannabe fascist, of the wannabe dictator that we need to call out each and every time. But one thing that Midas Touch was able to do uh, at this uh, speech or rally that Trump gave in Wilkes-Barre, so we sent our own truck there. And I want you to... Uh, see the truck that we sent or hear the truck that we sent. And the truck that we sent is the top secret uh, classified information document recovery team. And so we sent a truck out that was circling the uh, stadium or venue where Trump was speaking at, which just told people that if they found documents that Trump stole, could they kindly return it and please give a phone call to the FBI if they found the missing documents that Trump stole. Let's just show you what our truck looked like. Play this clip. This is a public service announcement. Former President of the United States, Donald Trump, stole thousands of documents, many of which are top secret. Yesterday, we learned that a number of secret folders were found empty. If you or anyone you know has information about the contents from these empty folders, please immediately contact the FBI at 1-800-CALL-FBI. Your country thanks you for your immediate attention to this matter of national security. And there you have it. That was a comprehensive summary of this rally in Wilkes-Barre. What happened before, what happened leading up to, what happened during the Trump speech what happened after with his post on his failing social media uh, platform. Can't even get a trademark. Has two government investigations into fraud based on its conduct to date. Uh, isn't paying its bills. It's failed to pay its main vendor up to $1.8 million, the, ven the vendor that hosts the service, because that's what Trump does or doesn't do, doesn't pay people can't run things competently. But I hope not just Wilkes-Barre and not just Pennsylvania. I hope the whole country's watching what just occurred there with those clips. Because there's nothing more anti-American than that. There's nothing more anti-American than calling our FBI monstrous, individuals and vicious and attacking law enforcement for, in this case, executing a warrant lawfully because a wannabe dictator stole our top secret records and lied about it. 
There's nothing normal about praising fascists and strongmen and dictators in other countries and rallying Americans to cheer for Putin and Xi of China. That's not normal behavior. That's not consistent with American values. There, There's nothing here that we've observed in the video that I just showed you, which should be acceptable political discourse. That's a rally of hate. That's a rally of radicalization. That is not consistent with any values that we hold near and dear in our democracy. And it really proves Biden's thesis. It really, really proves Biden's thesis. And as I've always mentioned, where a hit dog will holler, when you have these fascists who are angry and upset and riled up because they're called what they are, calling a spade a spade. And we have to do that heading into these midterms. I'm sure Trump will continue to talk, continue to incriminate himself. And we have to take notice. We have to be on alert. We have to wake up. And we have to also remember, finally, that that crowd in the swing of things is not really a big crowd. I mean, you're talking about five, 6,000 people in a small little stadium in a town that previously supported this guy you know, when he ran for president. And that's, not, that's just not consistent with the overall population. You know, and most of us just... We get into Labor Day weekend, want to spend time with our families, not go to hate-filled rallies. I, I don't want to fully give up on, um, you know, people there either, though. And I want to let people know that's why we talk about also from a position of love, from a position of harmony, from a position of community building to what Democrats are actually doing, doing because the contrast between what you see there and, again, talking about things like litter boxes and weird conspiracies where Democrats are just fighting for people each and every day. And that contrast will be clear in these midterms. Thanks for that breakdown and analysis, Ben. The stakes have never been higher. We need to keep these unhinged and anti-American MAGA Republicans out of power. Please remember to share this podcast, the Midas Touch podcast, with a friend and help continue to get the word out. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Mighty and for being on the side of truth and democracy. Make sure you subscribe right now to the Midas Touch Podcast channel and leave a five-star review. Also, please check out store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com for the best Midas Touch merch, including our best-selling Convict 45 gear, our person, woman, man, camera, prison tees. I came up with that one. Rovember tees, v-necks, pins, and so much more. Seriously, thank you again for listening, and as always, shout out to the Midas Mighty!